Welcome to another episode of Raising the Standard. If you are a kingdom-driven man and you are committed to seeing the kingdom of God expand within and around your life, then you are in the right place. What do you think of when you think of Jesus? If we ask that question to the random man on the street, we're probably going to get some wispy answer like love and acceptance. All too often, that is what the world thinks of Jesus. They accept his love. They do not accept the truth that he speaks. In today's episode, I'm going to break down the military language of Jesus. You will uncover in today's episode how Jesus speaks and why he chooses specific words that we are going to discover today. Let's get into it. You are listening to Raising the Standard, leadership, mindset, and development for the kingdom man. If you've ever wondered, how can I be the man God created me to be? Or maybe you asked yourself, what purpose does God have for my life? If that sounds like you, then you're in the right place. My goal is simple, to help you access the unfair advantage all Christian men have and give you actionable strategies to reach your full potential. My name is Josh Kachadorian. I am a best-selling author, husband, father, disciple, and son of Jesus Christ. If you're ready to get off the sidelines, upgrade into your identity as a kingdom man, and take the territory that God has for you, then it's time to raise the standard. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Raising the Standard. My name is Josh K. I wrote a book called The Standard, Discovering Jesus as the Standard for Masculinity. One of the topics we take on in the book, the premise of the book, the main theme of the book is to present a full picture of how you as a man should act. And that is following the standard that Jesus sets for us. Within the book, we break down his life in multiple dimensions. And what I want to talk about right now, just to frame up today's episode and what we're about to jump into, like I mentioned in the book, I talk about multiple dimensions in the life of Jesus. One of those dimensions is this dimension of confrontation, that Jesus is a man that is not afraid to challenge others. He's not afraid to challenge the status quo. He's not afraid to challenge the political system, the religious system, and he's definitely not afraid to challenge his followers and disciples, including you and me. So sticking with this confrontation theme, we're going to take a look today at the military language of Jesus. Now, before I get right into it, I want to talk about the macro theme in the Bible. Okay, if we just back out and we zoom up to a really high level view of what we see occurring in scripture, in the story that is within the Bible, we are going to see that the Bible is a book about dominion. Dominion was given to man, was given to you and I. And because of Adam's decision, because of his fall, because of his sin, he relinquished that dominion. And then we see a theme of redemption come in. And redemption is to restore man and bring us back into right standing through Jesus Christ and what he accomplished on the cross. And then we go back into reclaiming our authority and dominion again. And throughout scripture, we will see many names of the Lord and we'll see many attributes, but the one we're focusing on now, we want to talk about this concept of military language, and you'll see it show up first in the Exodus account, specifically in Exodus 15, where the children of Israel are rejoicing because they just saw their enemies drowned in the sea. And as they sing this song of praise to Yahweh, they are announcing that the Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. That's Exodus 15 verse 3. 
if we fast forward to Isaiah 59. Now, let me just tell you guys, if you're listening to this show, Raising the Standard, I just talked about the book, The Standard. If you want to know more about what I'm building here, what the vision is, it is all around this concept from Isaiah 59. In Isaiah 59, we see this concept of a battle standard emerging. So let me set the scene real quick because in Isaiah 59, Isaiah is describing the men of his day. They're sleepwalking. They're beat down. They're living in mediocrity. They've lost their way. No one is at their post. No one is in their position. The enemy is attacking and there's a promise from the Lord that when the enemy comes in, the Lord will raise up a standard against him. And that standard signifies as a battle standard. And we'll go on to see throughout the chapter of Isaiah 59 that the Lord himself starts putting on battle armor. He starts putting on the warrior's raiment and getting ready to go and fight on our behalf. Guys, the Bible is fresh. The Bible is exciting. The Bible is a story of redemption, a story of conquest, a story of taking territory. And in Isaiah 59, we see the Lord going to battle for us. He is a warrior, but he also calls you and me into the battle. So that is why I've called the platform that we're building here and our website, the homepage is standard59.com. That comes from Isaiah 59. You can go check it out and get some more info at standard59.com. So we see this concept of fighting. We see this concept of battle. We see this concept of invasion and kingdoms that are colliding with each other. And there's this military language and there's this use and this battle scene unfolding. You actually could say that when you came to know Jesus Christ as your savior and your Lord, not just your savior, but when you gave him the right to be Lord of your life and you put him in that preeminent position, you are now enlisted in a battle. In fact, you're born into battle. You're born into this atmosphere where there are two kingdoms colliding. So get ready because you're going to see today and we're going to see all throughout scripture that you have enlisted in military service. So guys, to put this into perspective, of course, there's balance with how we view ourselves. The warrior motif, the role of the warrior, the role of a soldier in battle is one of the metaphors and it's a powerful analogy we see all throughout scripture. That is not the only dimension you're called to know the Lord and called to walk out your assignment. But it is important. And in today's episode, I'm hyper-focusing on some language that Jesus uses that I want to point out that illustrates the battle that we're in and the military charge that he gives us as his followers. So a couple episodes ago, we talked about acting as an athlete. We talked about specifically the Apostle Paul and how he used the terms, the words, the word pictures, the concepts of the day that were familiar to his audience as he writes scripture. He will use athletic metaphors. He also will use many military metaphors because that was what was surrounding that first century church as he's penning his letters. Similarly, we'll see Jesus reference these military terms because it was something that the people of the day could grasp. He talks about the kingdom of God. He talks about these different attributes, characteristics, metaphors, and analogies that represent what the people could grab a hold of in the natural. And because they saw that physically, they could say, okay, I see how he's applying this to a spiritual concept. So let's start with one here where Jesus talks about watching and praying. And you may not have thought anything about this the first time you read it. In fact, in Mark chapter 14, when Jesus is in the garden of Gethsemane, he walks over to the disciples. You probably know the story. He sees them asleep. 
And he gives them a command. He gives them a firm instruction. And he says, keep watching. Keep praying that you may not come into temptation because the spirit's willing, but your flesh is weak. That's Mark chapter 14. Now, watching is actually a military term. So if you just read this casually, you may not have caught it. But watching actually means to be vigilant, to be awake, and to be watchful. And we'll see this later used in Ephesians 6, 18, where the Apostle Paul will say, with all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit. And with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. So be on the alert with all perseverance, watching. This is a watchman on the wall. This is someone who is enrolled and enlisted in military service. This is a military terminology that Jesus is using when he charges the disciples to watch and pray. Now, check out this note that I found in the IVP commentary, and it's talking about Ephesians 6.18. It's talking specifically about this term watching. So this verse 18 actually continues with the military and warfare context that we see from the armor of God. And we also see that it relates to how soldiers had to stand together in their battle formation, covering one another and moving as a solid unit. A Roman soldier by himself was vulnerable, but as a unified army, a Roman legion was considered virtually invincible. So watching or being alert is a command to surround yourself with other men and pray as a unit. It's interesting because as I looked into this, not only is that what the Apostle Paul's saying is to watch and pray, and he's writing that to a church, so it's a group of people. He's telling them to do this together. But when Jesus says to Peter in Mark 14, watch and pray, it's actually for all of the disciples. They were all doing this. Peter gets reprimanded, but there is a strength in numbers here that we see as well. Okay, guys, I'm going to fast forward to a parable, the parable of the nobleman and the minas. This is in Luke chapter 19. You probably know this is the parable of the minas. The nobleman leaves to go on a journey. He's going to inherit his kingdom, by the way, and he leaves some money, some investment with his servants, and they have to do business until he gets back. So the actual terminology in the parable is do business with this until I return. In the King James Version, which I also like, it says, occupy until I come. This is a mandate. This is a charge to occupy, do business, invade, do what you normally would do, trade, buy and sell, grow your investments, leave a legacy, keep engaging, keep engaging with culture, keep engaging in business. This is something that we can also look at that has a military component with the word occupy. Okay, so I'm going to move on to another passage where Jesus talks about the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. This is all in the context of speaking about John the Baptist. If you want to look at this for yourself, it's Matthew chapter 11. And what I want to pull out of this is that Jesus is not charging his disciples to be violent. He's not charging anyone to take on earthly means and bring in violence into the earth. There actually was a sect of Israelites in that day and time known as the Zealots, and these Zealots wanted to bring in a literal kingdom, a literal occupation through violent means, natural means, and humanistic means. That is not what Jesus is speaking of as he talks about this. He's talking all about spiritual concepts and principles, and so he's not calling anyone to be a Zealot. The Zealots are the one that wanted to bring the kingdom literally in with natural force. 
But Jesus uses their zeal. He uses this concept of this energy harnessed and focused in a figurative way for a single-minded commitment that's necessary to enter the kingdom. And he'll actually describe his followers as spiritual zealots in the spirit realm. They have a zeal for the Lord. And if we actually go back to Isaiah 59 that we quoted earlier, you will see that the Lord wraps himself in zeal like a mantle. So guys, I want to wrap up with this. Jesus also gives at his departure and his ascension into heaven, he gives what is known as the Great Commission. I want you to think about that for a moment. A commission is a military appointment. It's an authorized military appointment where you receive your commissioning and your detail of where you are to go and what you are to do. Here are your targets. Go and execute the mission. This is what Jesus is saying at the Great Commission. It's a commissioning of us. It's a commissioning of his disciples to go into the world and preach the gospel. You can read the full Great Commission at the end of Mark chapter 16. So guys, as we wrap this up, I talked about just a few examples of military language that Jesus uses as he speaks and communicates to his listeners and to his disciples. Guys, we are enlisted in service as we commit to follow Jesus as our Lord. He is our commander. He is our leader in the fight. He sets and raises the battle standard and we execute our missions as he appoints us, assigns us, and empowers us to do so. As we continue to read scripture and fast forward through the New Testament epistles, this military theme will not go away. In fact, it will grow stronger and stronger through the writings of the Apostle Paul. So in summary, guys, we are enlisted in a battle. We, in fact, are born into battle, but we are not fighting by natural means and we are not fighting natural people. In Ephesians 6, you will see that we are battling with unseen forces, principalities, and world rulers. Guys, the way we do battle is not the way the world does battle. The kingdom of God is not advanced through fleshly means and willpower. But make no mistake, we are in a battle, and we are taking spiritual territory by the work we do, our conduct, our character, operating in excellence, and fighting those battles in the spiritual realm. Guys, my goal for today's episode was to give you some new language, to give you a different perspective of the man you're created and called to be. There is a battle to fight. There is a war to be won. And the way we do that is through winning the internal battles first, taking dominion over yourself, taking territory over your natural and fleshly desires as you submit, consecrate, and set apart your way to follow the Lord into the specific assignments that he releases to you as we follow him. Guys, it's time to get off the sidelines and get in the fight. Let's raise the standard. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If what you heard here today resonated with you and you want to fully step in to be the man that God created and called you to be, then I want to give you a free guide. It's called The Map, and you can get it at standard59.com. In The Map, I will give you 12 biblical strategies that every kingdom man pursuing biblical masculinity must honor. If you're ready to step off the sidelines and pursue the upward call, then get the map today at standard59.com. That's standard59.com. Hey, if there's a brother in your life that needs to hear this message, then share this show with them. And please leave us a rating and review. It helps get the message out there to more men. Until the next show, guys, let's raise the standard.